Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pronounce it right, Joe. Nay. No, it's not it. We're live, Joe. Say it again. Say it right. Matt We're live, Joe. Nay. There you go. Matt Nagy. He's just so He can't do anything right. He couldn't coach the Bears right. He couldn't do anything right. He couldn't even spell his, his name right. Can wear a visor right. Always sunburning his dome. Lucas knows about that. Goodness gracious. Couldn't <laughs> grow hair on the top of his head. Couldn't call an offense. Couldn't get anybody to line up. Hired nothing but bald guys. Yeah, jeez. Welcome in. We are live. The Believe in Monsters podcast. Luke, you better leave that in. That's my emotion about Matt Nagy. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. We're finishing our final episode of our Summer Rewind as our Chicago Bears report the training camp tomorrow. When you listen to this episode, they will already have been reported. Tomorrow is Tuesday, uh, July 26th, and our Chicago Bears report to training camp tomorrow. So we're wrapping up our summer rewind series our year one rewind this little project we've been doing if you missed any of our episodes you can go back and find us on apple podcast on spotify anywhere you can find podcasts uh we we've we've reviewed lovey smith we've reviewed uh mark tressman last week we reviewed john fox and tonight matt neggy Welcome in to Believe in Monsters podcast. Find us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. Find my friend Chris Krogman at Shy Bears1985 on the Twitter machine. And always find my friend Lucas Berry at LBerry underscore 40. As tonight we get into the Chicago Bears of 2018. Well, 17, 18, kind of that off season there. What a great year. Great season. Uh, yeah. I would be thrilled if Eberflus's first year was like that year. Eberflus. So we will see if there's any uh, comparisons we can draw to Matt Nagy as the Chicago Bears won the division in 2018. And uh, ultimately, Matt Nagy was named head coach of the year. Before we kind of get into that, let's break out the formalities. Gentlemen, Lucas Berry, how are you doing this evening, sir? Another week here. Uh, we are one day away from our big golf trip here. Me and Krogman going to be tearing up some courses out in Nevada. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Otherwise, I'm just trying to get through my two-day work week, uh, produce some content here with you guys tonight, which I love doing every week. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for football season. You know, training camp is here. It's, it's one of the better times of the year, I think, if you're a football fan. Uh, it's when optimism reigns eternal. You know, we're, we're pretty excited. Uh, no matter how good or bad you think the team will be, uh, it's always great when training camp rolls around and everyone is very hopeful uh, for what they see. So I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking, Joe. Chris, how are you doing, man? 
Oh, Lucas, I am beyond excited to travel west, and uh, the weather is not supposed to be that bad. Uh, in previous years when I've played in this tournament, uh, it's been upwards of 111 to 115 degrees, and uh, our dumbasses teed off at noon, so that was really stupid. But we've since gotten smarter and uh, tee off 7 a.m., so probably won't even break 100 by the time we're done, which is great. And hang out at the pool the rest of the day, so I'm super geeked for that. Plus, usually... We might do it with our golf scores, though. Golf scores won't be... That's not a thing. Who cares? It'll just be fun. <laughs> um, so usually this tournament takes place a little bit later in the year when uh, preseason has started. Uh, this year it's a little earlier, but um, that's, that's fine. Camp will be going on. Uh, we'll have, you know... Camp news going on. We already have some some Bears news starting to trickle in, but I am doing great, Lucas. My work day today was fantastic. Good way to end the week. Already have my goals hit for the month, so no I way. sail into this vacation without stressing about quota attainment or any uh, KPIs or any bullshit like that, so... Pumped to be here with you guys. Pumped to talk about these knuckleheads behind me, the Chicago Bears. What's on tap tonight, Lou, as uh, Joe takes out his cat? <laughs> well, you can see behind me, I have the uh, Soldier Field non-domed. Uh, so before we get into to Matt Nagy, we have some uh, just things to, to clear out in our drunk, junk drawer of Bears news. Drunk uh, test Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to put a dome on Soldier Field that would potentially increase the capacity to 70,000, which still really isn't that large uh, for a modern-day stadium. And, well, putting a dome on the stadium is just stupid because if you're going to spend all that money doing it, you might as well build a brand-new damn stadium. That being said, I actually really thought the stadium design looked pretty cool, uh, a mix of Ford Field and the Minnesota Vikings Field. Uh, I thought it looked pretty sweet. You know, Soldier Field domed with a little glass roof. But uh, overall, I'm just excited to see a state-of-the-art stadium when when they do move to Arlington Heights. And notice I said do because there's no way they're staying in Chicago at this point. That's uh, a good. That's a good minimum. What do you, when do you guys think they could actually open Arlington Heights? What's the earliest you think they could open it? How I, is it? I don't know if I'm crazy, but they built that Ram Stadium super fast. I feel like from the time they pur purchased the property, I felt like that was built at like supersonic speed. What would you say is supersonic speed? Like, I thought it was at least two full years. Yeah, I mean that's pretty fast. I feel like you know to actually yeah, but like purchase a about... plot of land. Like I feel like ten plus years for like a plot of land and development and stuff like that. So I think it, two to five years, I think, is extremely quick in my opinion. Well, things move fast when you have that much money. Cronkies have a shit ton of money. They just give no. Well, yeah, it's not even that. The NFL is going to help too. I mean, the NFL is probably going to help buy out of their lease of Soldier Field. Uh, well, for sure. Realistically, I would say by twenty twenty thirty. Okay. All right. That's not that's not that fast. I mean, I was thinking. Well, they still have to go through the like, process of buying the land and stuff. So it's going. I thought they already did that. I thought that was already not finished. It's I not that it's deal? finished. I think there's. I thought still... they had gotten the the ticket, and then like the most the most recent news was that they won the property and the and the and the and the 
deal was signed, sealed, and delivered. Well, they had to complete the purchase, which is still kind of, I, I don't know how major real estate deals work on that end, but it seems like the completing of the purchase will happen at the end of, uh, near the end of 22 or the early part of 23. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe 2030 is a little bit steep then. 2028, maybe? I was thinking 28. I was thinking... Which would be cool. I mean, I want to still be, you know, at least uh, I don't want to be an old man when this happens. It's 32, I, yeah, right, still. Joe? Yeah, I think 33 is when their lease runs out for Soldier Field. So you're looking at any time between 28, 29, and 33. Yeah, um, I think they'll get them out. I don't think they'll, don't think they'll fulfill the lease, though. No. Five years is nothing. Goodell will buy, buy that out or help them get out of that. And Lightfoot will. I should have put a new NFL team in there. I mean, you you really can't blame her. I feel like it's just optics at this point. Like, obviously, the Bears are a huge, you know, revenue for the city. But when the team doesn't own the stadium and they're fighting with the Parks District, it's it's just a complete nightmare. And there's not much she can do. So, I guess good good on the optics. But outside of the actual event, you know, and the parking and things like that, like, won't Chicago still benefit from all of the you know, goings on on Sundays and the bears and travelers and hotels and, you know, food and all that shit. Like everybody's like the, the, the people are still going to go to Chicago. They're not going to go to Arlington Heights and fucking kick it. I mean, they might go have a meal there or whatever. They might go drink after the game or before yeah. the game or whatever around the stadium. But I, I, if I'm traveling to the to the city of Chicago, I'm not hanging out in Arlington Heights. I'm going to the city. Well, because... you might though if if they build this huge 200 acre mecca of hotels right. and bars that's all right. Bears themed, and you're not worried about city traffic or anything like that. Right. Like, so I mean, I I could see both sides of it. I mean, you are right. Like, if you're going there, you're going to see Chicago, but you're not going to be probably not think... staying in Chicago, and maybe not. It's the not whole like night. they're moving out. Of, it's not like they're moving to jacksonville or some shit you know or london no they're not moving out of the state of illinois that the and she's like is how is she gonna be in office when this takes place like i said she's just saving face it's just people don't it's it's op it's it's optics she's up for re-election next spring i think is what it is we don't talk politics here this isn't the believe in politics podcast all right, they love have that. that. The garb, the garb, the new garb, orange. Orange is the new black, I guess. Orange, orange helmets. I like orange. I like them. You know, there was some. I like the helmet. The friend group uh, that matte orange would have been pretty dope. I think that would have been cool as well. I've always liked the orange jerseys. I'm super fine with the orange helmets. Uh, I, think I think it's the pants that throw it off. I think the white pants with it though that just kind of throws me through. Like. I don't know why. I think the orange is cool, but then like the white pants, just like I don't know. If they if the pants are navy, I feel like that would be sick. I thought like I mean, do we even have an all navy uniform? We have for color. We run. used to. That, that was. I mean, the more alternatives we can't we come up with, the more like off that they can get. You know, that we can have all orange, we can have all white, we can have you know. See, a blue I, helmet like, with all orange jerseys and pants and fucking socks and shoes and shit. I think like we'll see the NFL start to go towards like basketball and in college football, where you just see like an alternative. Very, they should. I mean, it's it's fun. It's definitely fun. It's not like you know, it's like the NFL. I feel like just has some like 
you know, you can wear three uniforms all year and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, who cares? Let, let teams do what they want with their jerseys. You have these helmets and you have these fanatics out there, you know, and God that want every small, piece of merchandise, every single piece of merchandise. You're missing out on a shit ton of money. Absolutely. Somebody will go out and buy all six versions of the Justin Fields. jersey. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a buddy in our group today that was like, can I get this helmet yet? When can it was I $900? It's like seven to 900 bucks. And he's like, uh, can I wear it? <laughs> Can I go donate plasma to get this thing and wear it around the stadium? Because that's my jam. So, yeah, NFL should do this. You're right. They should have done this a long time ago. It's cool, too. I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool to see some of these bring back some of these throwbacks, too, like like the Falcons and Patriots. They, they got some cool throwback uniforms. What is your favorite Bears jersey? Mine is... Mine is the uh, the uh, the navy with the orange letters that have no outline. That yeah. is by far my favorite jersey. I love that thing. Beautiful. I like the white with the blue, the the white throwbacks. The one they wore last year, like the yeah. the one with the, with the Wolverines helmet. Yeah, I do like the one you. you that one's sick. Because that one's sick as well. The white throwbacks are sick. I mean, for like just plain bear jerseys, my I'm blue all day. My first, well, to go back to our original point, my first ever Bears jersey was a Devin Hester pure orange. Love that mine thing. Was, mine wasn't Urlacher orange. Yeah, the, the I think the orange jerseys are sick. I just I think it's the white pants for me that throws it off a little bit. But uh, it is weird. Right. Orange hat, the orange hat and the white pants. Like that's that. what I'm saying. Like I feel like it just it you know, more dude. Color. They're creamsicles. Everybody loves a creamsicle though. Those things are fucking delicious, dude. And if you don't. <laughs> You can unsubscribe, you can unfollow me, you can fucking block me, dude, because that is like the best ice cream treat in all the land. They're lying to themselves if they say they don't like it. That's all it is. It's dead serious, Joe. Like, his shit's like crack, dude. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say everybody likes crack, but I don't know. They do once they try it. (sighs) They might. You never know. (laughs) Uh, So an actual, actual players news. We got Roquan Smith. Breaking news today is apparently holding out of veteran mini camp or training camp when veterans report tomorrow. Who? Uh, he wants a new contract. Who? Roqueen. Uh, the dude who's missed games because of STDs and like, we don't and, know and, and and also got his iPad stolen when he first got drafted. What, dude? You know what? Like, that's that's the story. That was the disappearing story of the summer, right? Is that that whole sexual allegations thing? That thing is gone. We talked about this like a, a, like a three weeks after it happened. Nothing happened. There was so much evidence, and people were so up in arms, and now it's gone. Oh, Quan! Now, 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 now the spotlight is is on Roquan himself. He obviously wants a new deal. People are mad at Ryan Poles. I mean, what do you guys make of this? The Bears have the cap space i mean they they clear cleared house they could bring roquan back if they want uh do you think maybe polls doesn't view him uh maybe it's not his guy do you think maybe they don't really view him as a will like we do in the eberflus defense uh do you think he's a potential trade ship for someone say like dk metcalf that rumor's floating out there or do you think this is just that's this not is a just Roquan. Rumor. That's a bunch of fans blowing smoke up everybody's ass and talking about what they would do with. We can get a wide receiver. You can't even like you can't even let 
something breathe before you're already trying to move on from like the best young linebacker we've had since Erlacher. And like, if you look at his tackles, his tackles for loss, his all out production, there's only like one hall of fame player that's done the same things that Roquan's done in his first few years. And while it not may not be a position of, you know, sexiness, like some fans want to complain about, uh, it's a vital part of this defense and what the culture of the Bears have always been built on. I think somebody said it in on Twitter that this is a new GM being tested on what he'll, where his breaking point is, right? So allegedly he hasn't seen a deal that he would even come close to signing. So that's, you know, that's, could not, just, that's, that's, G, that's agent talk. Right. Does he right. have an agent, Joe? Or is he still his own agent? I don't know. I think Abella Danger is his agent. But that line, oh, hasn't seen a deal that was close that he's close to considering. That's a bunch of agent hooey. Yeah, that's a Scott Boris talk. Uh, well, it's not, it sounds like the floor for him is about twenty million per year. Uh, it seems like that's, that's the, floor. the floor. Is that that's uh, what Darius signed for, right? I I think that's kind of like the the Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, Bobby Wagner floor. Yeah, I do think it's twenty million per year over like four so five I, years. So what I think, which, which is a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's it's a ton of money to play. So this is player. this is this is my take on on any contract situation you ever want to talk about, and this is what I'll say. Everybody looks in the past to compare people to, and nobody really thinks about the future. It's going to keep going up. The cap space is going to be, and what I want to see is like what percentage of the cap did the did Team X, whether it's Fred Warner or Darius Leonard, spend on player Y, and then apply that same situation to player Z that you're trying to sign. So, if you know twenty million is what was it last what was the cast last year like 180 or something like that if it's going up yeah. to 220 million is 10 percent of your cap if that's comparable to you know say like whatever Erlacher got when he was signing then fucking do it like what's the like people think 20 million oh my god that's you know that's that's quarterback money that's what people are still living in the joe flacco got 20 million dollar fucking fantasy land like these <laughs> these guys need money these guys are going to get money. The The NFL is going to continue to churn out billions and billions of dollars. The cap will continue to go up. We still haven't really seen how this TV deal is going to affect the cap. We're, they're still recovering some, uh, more or less from like the COVID cap years. So if the cap next year is like $240 million, are you going to complain about $20 million on Roquan? No. Shut up. Spend it. Give him his money. Well, not only that, there's also a cap floor that the Bears have to spend. So every, I think it's every three years, you have to spend X amount of your cap space um, to, uh, you, you basically just have to, the NFL doesn't want teams hoarding money. So you have to spend a certain amount of money on players um, within a three-year window. And uh, the Bears did not spend a lot this year. So they're going to have a lot to spend next year. And Roquan, uh, he still wouldn't even really, you know, they, they would still have to pay Roquan and, and spend more money next year to get to that threshold. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it's something to keep in mind. Like the bears need to spend a shit ton of money next year to uh, be eligible or whatever uh, within that rule of the, the NFL. So 
That, that's so another Darius, interesting wrinkle. Darius is roughly 20. Roughly 20. And that was in um 21 it looked like he signed that so what was it's it? fairly comparable it's i mean it's fairly comparable right now i would say about 20 million uh for roquan but you're you're right chris it's just going to keep going up so you can't really you know cry about the dollars and cents here um talk about another contract dispute that's the one we're interested in brisker uh, apparently, they're arguing over third-year guaranteed money of about maybe a hundred thousand dollars or so. What a uh, joke! It's all right now, how much money? Supposedly, it's like uh, it's like over a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars or something in guaranteed money uh, for year three of Jaquan Brisker's contract that they're bickering over. And I, I don't. He's also another guy that's holding out. It's a, it's a rookie deal. It's, it, the money is set. That's what I thought. But from, there are, there are some- from the Brisker side of it, though, the if you're not a first-round pick, you don't get guaranteed contracts after, sure. I think, two years. So that's what he's arguing over. He wants his guaranteed money, but the Bears are not. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly. What There's different what languages, but the money is set. The money is set. It, it, it just depends on exactly like Luke said. If it's guaranteed or if it's not. And if it's into, into, into workout bonuses or show up, showing up and doing X or Y bonus, but the money, the amount is, is set. It's just how it gets doled out, how it gets divvied out over the life of the contract. And yes, right here in the third, third year is the sticking point. But like, at the, you're already on the hook for it, Ryan Poles. Just, just you're, you're on the hook for it. Give it to him. So a comparable deal. Sorry, just to jump back to the last thing I did, the ma- I did the maths. Uh, Darius Leonard signed for about 10.9% of the $182.5 million cap in 2021. The cap next this year is $208.2 million. So uh, Roquan at 11%, essentially, or 10.9% would be $22.7 million. So if you can get him for 20, you fucking pull that trigger. Yeah, I mean, I uh, wonder what... And Brisker, uh, this is a stupid thing. I don't know what's happening. I, I don't understand if this is just Poles trying to, you know, flex his muscle. Like, Cliff Stein's running contracts now, so maybe it's nothing. I think one big thing like that, you know, we've talked about this in the past is just, like, social media has way too much access to all this information. This could be a nothing burger, and they're just working through it, and he's going to be there day two. Like, we talked about, what, Eddie Jackson not being there, and then he was there the next day. Or fucking Jalen Johnson being on second team, and then he was first team the next day. Like, this could be a nothing story, but there's nothing else to talk about, and social media wants, you know, to know the color of Justin's shoelaces and... If they're orange, oh my god! I want to know the color. What does it all mean? That's what I want to know—the underwear color. Do we think just boxers, briefs, or uh, something else? I think he goes commando. Hell yeah! We can talk about Justin's new hair hairdo. You got I like it. Yeah, a little braids kind of dealio. Now nah, we got we we got Matt Nagy to talk about here. First year Matt Nagy. What's that How deeper? How does he compare? Well, all right. Well, let's 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 rewind you to how you felt year one with him. Snake oil salesman. The day. you did not say that right away. I was no that first year. 
I love 2018 him. was I loved him. one of the best years of my Bears fandom. And I can't yes. lie. I was so happy that year. I yes. thought we finally figured it out. I thought Trubisky was the guy. Yes. The whole nine yards. It was Jordan man, Howard. It was sunshine and rainbows, except for week one. That that week absolutely crushed me. Uh, well, let's start with let's let's start with the fucking preseason news of when they traded for Khalil Mack. Like that was like the greatest day. Outside of the Cutler trade, that was like the greatest offseason news I've been through. Like I remember oh, that that, that offseason as a whole was great. Yes. We were we were doing our fantasy football draft and that when that news broke and I had like a Packer fan in, I had a Vikings fan, and they were just like heartbroken that Khalil Mack was gonna be a bear. And I was like, listen, these guys are gonna show out week one. You're gonna see, and they fucking did for like two and a half, three quarters. They were dick kicking the shit out of the Packers. Aaron Rodgers left the game. We saw it could be illegal to shoot up a player with that much drugs at halftime. He was not Dude. even there after the game. He was so glossy. I, oh, yeah, he was my knee. <laughs> he was my knee. Dude, he carved us up, though, at the end, man. Oh, my God. You knew it was what coming, man. Let's fucking chuck that Dope. deep ball. God, make me want Doped to up Rogers. Randall Cobb, I hate you. I hate, I hate you, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. If you fucking fell down the stairs and died today, I wouldn't cry. I don't know about that. I mean, cry. Well, I wouldn't cry, but I would definitely be like, oh, shit, man, we lost another one. Uh, no, is he the one that picked up the fumble and ran it in on that one play where, like, nobody knew it was a fumble? Wasn't that Cobb, too? <laughs> I have no idea. Fuck that play. Uh, anyway, yeah, week one sucked, but, man, they went 12-4, and four, had the best defense in the league. By, by... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're, you're good. You're on a roll. I mean, they had... You know, week week one was a loss to Green Bay. They beat Seattle by a touchdown in week two. Cardinals uh, by a couple points in week three. But week four, that Tampa Bay game where Mitch threw five touchdowns. I was there. It was six touchdowns. What a game to see. I, I will never forget. Some dude literally told me in the parking lot, he's like, Mitch is going to throw 10 touchdowns today. And I was like, dude, shut up. And then he fucking went out and did that. And I was like, he wasn't actually that far off. <laughs> what incredible. Did James, wasn't uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick got, or James got benched for Fitzpatrick that game, I think, on the Buccaneers or vice versa? Well, they, they got absolutely throttled that game. Just, yeah. just a spectacular year. I think that week four is like the launching point. Like the Bears just kind of took off after then. Uh, well, I mean, then it, we had that shitty that Miami like, game, right? But that's like that's the beginning of the, like looking back on it with hindsight being twenty twenty. Like that's the first coming out of a bye week. Matt Nagy completely unfucking prepared because everybody knew the Dolphins did this shit early in the season where they would make you wear your road jerseys and sit on the sidelines with the sun right in your face, and we were completely fucking drained uh, and lost in overtime, 28-31. Mitch threw a pick in the end zone. Um, yeah, he said he couldn't see the, uh, the receiver because he, like, meshed with the background or something like that, right? Yep, yep. The Dolphins DB had the same – basically was wearing the same color as the uh, – is the goalpost stanchion. And uh-huh. We were wearing orange that day. 
No, we were in blue. Were we? I'm pretty sure it was orange. I thought, no, I could have swore we were in orange. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were in orange. Uh, Mitch was thrown thrown to the goalpost. That year makes me emotional because uh, for many reasons, but uh, that was the first year I got up Soldier Field for that Jets game. And I realized just how negative um, the actual our fan base really was because you know we we, we won that Jets game. Tariq Cohen running seventy eighty yard screen, screen pass, and you had uh, an Anthony Miller touchdown pass. Jordan Howard had a you know plotting day, but it was just like everything that went wrong and the fans around me were dog cussing our own team. I thought to myself, man, I wonder how this attitude affects the franchise. But like, as soon as one realized, as soon as it looked like, Oh, we're actually going to win this game. It was just such a party, such a party. And and they started, they went on a, on a roll and won the division that year, beat green Bay, you got that epic picture of Mitchell where pulling this his division hat a division championship hat down low. And I know it didn't end the way we wanted it to, obviously. Blew a, blew a chance. And, uh to you know, the double doink, but man, just that year was that year was so special. And that's partly what what makes me so bitter towards Matt Nagy is you you showed me <laughs> just how much fun it could be to to be a Bears fan and have us be successful. Uh, even, even if a lot of it was smoke and mirrors, it was. Um, but, man. Now I, mean, here. I, I mean, there was, you know, that first year was fantastic, but we can't lie to ourselves and say, you know, some of the writing was on the wall and we kind of just <laughs> ignored it. Like, like yeah. you said, just being unprepared in certain big moments and and we can't even lie and say like you know the defense was historically good and and carried a lot of that team which Nagy had nothing absolutely nothing zero percent to do with and that defense was just insane carried the bears all season um but you know if we if we really look back on it you know they were projected you know seven and a half wins that year uh, Vegas had them at plus 6,000 Super Bowl odds. So they were kind of a long shot. So just having the season they had was, was kind of crazy. Um, and if we're looking forward to kind of this season, you know, I don't know if I really think that's within the realm of possibility for them to be that good. But I kind of think, you know, they could win more games than we think just because I think they'll be a very well-coached teams and uh you know might catch teams by surprise kind of like that 2018 bears team did uh chris what do you you think about this you know comparing you know how how did you feel in 2018 and do you think you know there's any resemblance between this current roster and and what we had then Mm. you know it's interesting before the khalil mack trade and even after i was like man are we really that one player away from from being a contender in you know this season and i i put a lot of faith in Nagy and his offensive prowess or what was 
you know, what we all thought was going to be an offensive minded coach coming from a, 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 a tree of successful head coaches under Andy Reed. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily think year one under Nagy was going to be that good until the Mac trade. And then I was, I thought, well, shit, man, maybe, maybe they'll be all right. Even, you know, I thought Nagy would use Mitch to his strengths, but he just, just never did you know he just tried to force feed that system (laughs) and it just didn't work out so comparing it to this year i don't know man i guess i'm kind of um hesitant to think that getsy can do the same with with fields i think fields is a head and shoulders more talented than Mitch Trubisky was coming out of college, but to, you know, rely so much on an offensive system, making that big of a difference. And I don't think we have the same defensive difference makers necessarily, especially up front that we did uh, in 2018 uh, or an experienced, you know, defensive coordinator like Vic Fangio, uh, I know Alan Williams and, and Eberflus have been together for a while and, and are good coaches, but I don't know. I didn't really see it then, so I can't say I see it now for sure. Being you know us being successful, and when you know so many people, quote unquote, in the know, think we're going to win like three games, it's hard for me not to uh, you know hear a lot of that. The only real parallel is that you can draw at least from my, my my opinion is you know second year second year quarterback second year quarterback you got a running back who probably i think jordan howard overperformed his talent um and, and i think david montgomery is very talented but i also think that he maximizes he gets all the juice out of the talent that he's got uh you know what? What else do you really have? Do you have? You've got Trey Burton. You know, Chris Krogman keeps telling me that Cole Komet's going to have a great year, and I I want that for him. I do. Uh, you know, but you don't. You're, you don't really. Cole, have... Cole Komet will have a better year this year than Burton had in 2018. Yeah, so, I mean but... he see, he went he went 60 for 600 last year, Joe. He only had three touchdowns, right? But you had Jimmy Graham who stole a lot of those touchdowns. Yeah. He he dropped a, you know a, a very obvious one in in one week, but it was hard for him to get his head around and shit like that. So is six sixty for six hundred, not a pretty good season out of a out of a tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean Trey Burton twenty eighteen and fifty four for five sixty nine and six touchdowns. So to think that Cole Komet is going to be better than sixty and six hundred, I I think you know that's probably close to a top ten tight end in the league. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, I, I do think that, you know, I, you look at, oh, Matt Nagy coming out of a, of a successful Andy Reid tree, and then you see Luke Getze coming out of what has been a pretty successful Kyle Shanahan kind of tree. Uh, Matt LaFleur getting a new contract extension today. Uh, but that has been a successful 
successful philosophy uh, across several different, you know, several different coaches over the league. But to to Chris's point, the the, the defensive different difference makers aren't there. You don't have Akeem Hicks up at the front. You don't have Eddie Goldman up at the front. You don't have anybody like I worry about a stop in the run this year. Ooh, I worry about a stop in the run. So uh, Akeem Hicks before he got to Chicago was kind of a journeyman bounced around the league quite a bit, right? So unknown. I mean could could Justin Jones be that be that guy? I mean, I'm not saying he will be, but in the right system and, and being healthy, like obviously all things need to go right, you know, and that's what we hear a lot of a lot of times from pessimistic or, you know, glass half full Bears fans as well. You know, a lot of things gotta go right for them to win. And that's that's kind of true for any team. If you look oh, yeah. at Super Bowl teams, a lot of things have to go right for them to, you know, win the Super Bowl or or have a really good year unless they're just fucking dominant. But uh, that's not usually the case. Like the Cincinnati Bengals, man, dude, we played them last year. We beat them. We beat that team. We, you know, Mister Hollywood Joe threw four fucking picks in a row or whatever. So, like they had a springboard after the bears and, and, and won a lot of games, but so it can happen is what I'm saying. And there can be some, like that secondary has the potential to be really good. You know, if Eddie Jackson can bounce back, uh, brisker, I'm not concerned about him signing. It'll happen. Uh, Johnson and, and Gordon could be really good on the outside. And then, you know, it comes down to, can Travis Gibson take a big jump, you know, he he's shown that he's he's shown flashes so it, it could happen and things do have to go right but looking back at the parallels of the that 2018 team you know is Akeem Hicks as awesome as he is without Khalil Mack I don't know yeah they're kind of almost uh the way they're going about things here is almost kind of very opposite of what the 2018 team did I mean you know, that year they, you know, they had Trubisky play basically all year as a rookie. And, you know, Ryan Pace was at that point, you know, kind of a veteran GM and and kind of put all his chips in around Mitch and the Bears to yeah. to take a step forward that year. Whereas, down Robinson to a big deal. Whereas this year for Ryan Poles, he's kind of dipping his toes in the water and, and cleaning out, you know, whatever's left over from the previous regime. So it's kind of very different scenarios in that aspect. Um, you know, the biggest thing I can take away is that teams will probably be caught off guard by what the bears have to offer this year. And uh, you know, I expect them to also win more games than people expect, but more so because I believe that the coaching will be a lot better than what they've had in the past. And, you know, it's kind of opposite of what they had with Nagy. I think Nagy just called people off guard and, you know, they had a more talented roster and here they have a less talented roster and better coaching. So, you know, I think they will win more games than people think. But uh, from, you know, a mile view, uh, these teams are kind of very different just because I think this Bears team is still in the midst of figuring out who they are and what they are. And that 2018 Bears team, uh, you know, they kind of... I don't know. Like I said, Ryan Pace kind of went went very far in on them being a decent team, and it was kind of a one-year wonder. 
It didn't have to be, though. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, even if they don't win the Super Bowl that year, they get past the Eagles. Maybe they make the NFC Championship game. Maybe they even make the Super Bowl. I think that propels that team. I don't. I think 2019, or maybe not. Maybe 2019. They, 2019, they came in with a swagger, like they thought they were the the tits, and they just fucking weren't. You know. Yeah. Uh, they, so maybe it, that should have knocked them on their ass and made them work twice as hard, but it really did. Um, you know, speaking of coaching, Lucas, I'm I'm super curious to see. You know, we've heard. We all, okay, so one one big issue I always had with Matt Nagy is there was never an identity. You know, there was no clue as to who this team was, what the system really was. There wasn't really a system. It it, it kept evolving into, you know, he kept calling it 101 and 202, and really it was fucking regressing from, you know, 101 to to 100 to 50 to, (laughs) hey, we're back in elementary school. Let's, you know, let fucking the substitute teacher take over the offense because I don't know what I'm doing anymore. You know, and he had to hand the play calling over to Laser. So we've already heard Eberflus come out and pretty much talk about what this identity of this team is going to be. Blue collar, work hard play hard, run fast, you know, work on alignment assignment so that they can be ready, be prepared and play fast because that's what matters. I'm so curious to see how Getzy's going to apply that identity to the offense. We've already heard him come out and say that we are going to play to the strengths of the players we have, which is just something Matt Nagy never did. He never utilized Tariq Cohen very well. He never uh you know really played to you know what Allen Robinson did well uh I just just made these guys run his stupid ass system he never designed plays with a player in mind and you heard go ahead he did do it a little bit in 2018 but like you said it just regressed after that like he did like Joe said fucking jackasses he did it for offensive linemen he didn't do it for like the stars (laughs) of the show let's get a sleigh bro and fucking (laughs) well well, we saw Cohen definitely get I feel like Cohen caught a lot of a lot more passes in 2018 and for example in that Eagles game you know it it took him a full half to do it but eventually he started running Allen Robinson on double moves and like Allen Robinson was cooking the Eagles corners in that playoff game. But like, like you said, is Nagy's always move is just, he's always lagging behind. Like he never made great adjustments for the most part. He did not, he did not put people in, especially Mitch. Like, like we said last week, he just, he didn't put Mitch in a position to succeed after that first year. He didn't do it. And, and I'm not, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Mitch is what he is. I, I think he could be a, a solid starting level QB in the league. You take the Steelers to the Super Bowl and all you got to see just how bad Matt Nagy was. But does it matter, Joe, at this point? Like, seriously, like, are no. you? Like, what does that do for us as Bears fans? Like, nothing. All these blog boys that are going to jerk off to how right they were. I'm just going to be like, cool story, bitter. bro. What does that do for you now? You're still a Bears fan. You yeah. were right. Good for you, man. Are you are you getting a front office job out of this? Are you fucking you writing for the Tribune now? Like you, who fucking cares? <laughs> who cares if you were so right about Mitch versus Matt versus what's right or wrong? We are still in the same goddamn place we were 
in nineteen eighty-five with one Super Bowl, one appearance. Whoopity doo. <laughs> on, on a positive note, Chris, I do tell us really how great like the 40s were, bro. Come on, get, <laughs> sing us a song of our of our yesteryear. <laughs> I was trying to think of a 40s song and then I, I couldn't even think of one. Like I think uh, how how much is that doggy in the window? That might have been a 40s song. <laughs> Like seriously, like commercials were the fucking songs back then. What uh, the the Bears signed a lineman today. Yeah, tell us about this guy, a former Charger, Schofield, huh? Right, Chicago native, Orlando Park native, where wherever that is. When I first saw the tweet, I thought Orlando Park was the guy, not the place. I thought it was Orlando Pace's like knockoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, the Bears signed Orlando better in Orlando Park. I was like, guy, Who's this? Orlando Park, like, man. Did Orlando Pace change his name? Is he back in the league? Uh, no. This anyway, is tell a, us it, about uh, Matt, Matt Schofield, Mike Schofield. What's his name? An, an interesting ad. Uh, Mike, I think. Mike, Mike Schofield. His name is not. So he's Mike a guard. Schofield. He's probably the leading candidate for the right guard spot. Brings another veteran in next to Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair, who I guess people are questioning now if Cody's going to be the left guard. But his name is not Samuel Mustafer. That's what I know. Well, he. But what I mean, so I is going to appease some Bears fans, and at the same time, for me. He's a good pass blocker with a relatively low penalty count. How do we know like what these kids can do if we don't give them a go? That's my only takeaway. But I mean, that's what camps for, in my opinion. People are making way too much about fucking shit that didn't that happened when when no pads were on. And well, I, I think this just holds weight because the you know the GM signed a new guy too. So apparently, it's enough. It's enough to to go off of. I think it just gives you a little bit of a floor on the interior there. Um, you know, you the hope is that one of these young guys can ultimately win the position or, you know, maybe it takes them a few weeks into the season before they feel like they're ready. Uh, but, you know, this is a guy who's been in the league for, you know, a little bit. He uh, came up in the Kubiak system, so he's he's more than familiar with this. And, mm, and like nice I said, he's a, he's a relatively low uh, low penalty type player. He's not... I don't even know if you could consider him good. He's probably just average or a little bit below average, uh, but he's a solid pass protector and and he's been around for a little bit. So kind of gives you a veteran presence on the interior of the line there. And, you know, you hope one of these young guys can step up and, and take a spot from him. But uh, just just like we said, it, it's not Mustafer. It gives you someone else there, uh, another body to compete with. And that's that's really all I've been kind of pounding the table for is just just get some competition in there, uh, get some veteran presence in there to help these young guys. And, and you know, you know, hopefully these young guys can take their spot. But uh, if it doesn't happen, you know, your floor is a below average line, which is better than a terrible line. So whatever. No, and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. One, one year kind of stopgap or bridge to see what you have in the young kids if you know uh if you have something and if not it gives you another year to kind of uh uh work the free agent market work the draft um you know maybe next year lucas patrick is a guard and you have a, a center maybe next year doug Cra- doug kramer whatever that kid's name mm-hmm. is, is the center and, and Patrick is the guard. I don't know. 
I mean, it, 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 it really depends, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's never a terrible move, but like <laughs> the guy has 86 fucking starts in the NFL and people are, were freaking out that we weren't signing somebody and it's July 25th and he got signed and like, I want to see a lot of rich retracted tweets or a lot of sorry, Ryan polls. I I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know like people like those were still available. I'm fucking it's like, shut up. Go sign Julio Jones. Why? Why? So we can get injured in like quarter two of game one? One year deal. Give me another receiver. Where did he go to school, Joe? No, my point is just that there are guys <laughs> available to bring That's in. What I yes. Alabama. He went to Alabama. That's the only reason. He's not like that's it though. Like that's the only like name receiver available, correct? Ah, uh, bro, we got Tajay Sharp. He's still well, he's on the Bears though. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm saying we don't we don't need Julio. We have Tajay Sharp. Oh yeah, Harry. We we got Joe. Dante Pettis, bro. Or did yeah, he get Joe's just talking out of his ears over here. We have Isaiah yeah. Coulter. What's uh? What's that? Did that other dude get cut that had that run in with the law? <laughs> David ball. Moore? I yeah. have no idea. Oh. R- rumor has it he's still a Taco Bell. <laughs> with, that, with that unlicensed gun? I don't even know the full... I think you're getting confused. I thought someone else had the unlicensed gun. I, dude, I don't understand the Taco Bell reference, so you got me, bro. No, that's where they called him at. He was sleeping at Taco Bell. That's why they called the police on him. That's what Joe what said. They he was sleeping... For? Yeah, just sleeping in his car in the drive-thru. And then he had weed and guns. The best combination. <laughs> Anyways, your, 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 your lineman just proves your point, Chris, that there are still guys out there. And my point with Julio is that there's still you can help a team by making smart signings late and bring in this lineman. Great. Bring him in. Compete. More competition. I know we just drafted a butt on a back end of the draft lineman, but gr- one who one who could be the starting left tackle. Yeah, bring him, bring in as many bodies as you can to try out to work out. If somebody's got the goods, you you sign them to a deal, and you see what they've got. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and. You know, it, it, Ryan Poles is just still working his way through uh, his first, what, his first seven months on the job. His first uh, really seven six months, months on the job. Yeah. Uh, so it's look, been it, tough, too. <laughs> all, his, his way. all his cheapy wide receivers getting in trouble, doing donuts and getting pulled over and talking about drive throughs That's why I traded for uh, Nikhil Harry. Hey, and it might work out, but if it doesn't, what's the big deal? Getting rid of a, getting rid of a next year's twenty uh, seventh round pick, like, twenty twenty four seventh round pick. Yeah, yeah. So somebody not, said they wanted to insult Nikhil Harry as much as possible. Or the Bears are like, yeah, we'll give you a twenty twenty three seventh round. They're like, no, 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 make it twenty twenty four. So like we're oh. good. Fuck that, dude. So wait, Joe. So camp starts tomorrow, or just the players report? I think they report tomorrow, and we have practice on Wednesday. Is my is my understanding? All right, I can live with that. Make sure you take some stuff out, Joe, because we'll be on the golf course. Yeah, I'll be on vacation. I mean, 
Uh, yeah, well, what do we what do we shoot? We're all shooting uh, 89s uh, at the golf course. Is that where we're going? It's, it's a scramble, so I hope we're lower than that. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. Private practice on Wednesday and the first public practice will be on Thursday. So we'll be making sure that we're watching out for Nicholas Moreno and you say and Greg Braggs and you know, all those guys. I was going to say, we should see if we can get somebody that's going to camp to come on the show. If any fans out there are listening, you're going to camp holler at Lucas or myself or Joe. And uh, let us know if you'd like to come on and just give your. But don't lie. Give your take. <laughs> I no. If you're that guy that's overexcited or overhyped or anything negative, Nancy. Like I'd love to hear your experience at camp because you know, like we've said, none of us are in Chicago. We can't go. I don't want the liar that says they're going to camp and did didn't actually go. Oh yeah, there are those guys out there, huh? They're like, oh yeah, you weren't there, bro. Yeah, for real. Don't lie. Don't lie. You better have Greg Bragg's type tapes. Of me. I want to see your jostled iPhone tapes on Family Fest on August 9th. And man, oh my gosh. I am, I, I am interested to see how the new regime handles camp because I know, I wonder if it's still going to be like Fort Knox where you can't. Well, from what you say, was saying, they, they had player like locker room interviews are back. So I'm, that makes me feel like. Media is going to have a little bit more access this year. Hopefully, yeah. Keep it like guys, guys. We have we have a Bears preseason game in like nineteen days. Ooh, baby! Okay, yeah. can't wait to see Trevor Simeon launching balls at David Moore, dude. Who is? Okay, so Simeon and Peterson, Peter Peterman. Oh, baby, Peterman. When we were when they were doing that nineteen twenty football drive, which like it, it's a great series. You guys should definitely check out because you know you're Bears fans and you need to watch it. Uh, I there's a lot of new faces on this team that I'm like, who the fuck are these two schmucks in there with Justin? I could not remember. Good. Not Nate Peterman's name. I was like, all who's this other guy? Oh yeah. It's Trevor Simeon. All the schmucks uh, that were on the roster last year sucked dick. Yeah. I, I, like I recognized Eddie. I recognized Roquan, uh, recognized commit, but that was, that was pretty much it there. That, uh, they had film on that day they took to Wrigley where they did like a home run derby and had to, that looked like a lot of fun. That was a good like idea. They a, like, like they had a blast. So um, that was pretty cool. And then they took all the rookies to soldier, you know, had their locker lockers in the locker room and, and whatnot. And Vilas Jones had his, had his Walker and everything that he took to, uh, to soldier field. So that was interesting. Hey, uh, fun fact, Davis Jones from Mobile, Alabama. I didn't realize he was from Alabama. That's your new favorite player. Fun fact, Nikhil Harry, been in the league three years, still younger than Grandpa Jones. Jones. Yeah. All right, Joe. Outro. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. 
and don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.